Hello. Hey. What are you doing? I'm trying to get my phone to work. Hold on. What a piece of garbage. <laughs> what kind of friggin' phone do you have? But it's not on speaker. Oh, I thought Anchor did that for us. Hmm. Is yours on speaker? Yeah. I didn't I didn't do anything. An Anchor just has me on speaker. Oh. And I was trying to figure out how to like make a web like a page. Yeah. I, I there's so much material I couldn't get through it. I have to sit there and read it and experiment. <clears throat> so I don't know where this recording's going to go. Okay. <laughs> It could just be in the middle of podcast, you know, universe somewhere. <laughs> it can't be. It could be. It might be under <laughs> my name. I have no idea. I guess if I try, if I try to look for it later, I'll see if I can find it. Okay. And then Sounds delete good. the whole. Then I'll delete the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> if you find right. it. If I can find it, yes. Otherwise, okay. it'll be floating in the internet universe forever. Okay, then I won't swear too much, maybe. So, some Russians will find it and try and hack our phones. Right. <laughs> All right, so what are we doing exactly? We're doing our first uh, podcast of your fave dry cleaners. <laughs> I can't wait to do the artwork on this one. <laughs> we'll get Brian to do it. <laughs> uh, Brian's too temperamental. Yeah. He's too emotional about art. Oh, my God. <laughs> Him and that other guy, who whatever his name, Cause? Have yeah. you met that guy? No, no. I don't know who he is. That guy talk so bloody fast I didn't understand what the hell he was saying oh. <laughs> calm down buddy get off the speed holy smokes I think he's in Switzerland is he really yeah oh okay oh. and I I like that all his guys were from sports management but nobody's in sports management yeah that's right. That's what a bogus program it is. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. You just wanted your money. Yep. It's a, it's a business school, right? True. Yeah. True, true. All right. So what are we talking about today? Well, we I think ourselves? we sh Yeah, we should introduce ourselves. Like, who are you, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask you, who are you? Who All right. Who are you? <laughs> Who the hell are you? Okay, <laughs> I am uh, I am Lauren Switzer. I'm a retired fee banker. Uh, I was feeble at the bank, and I'm feeble after the bank and in retirement. <laughs> so I am sitting on my couch with CNN on on mute, and uh, I'm talking to you. Who the hell are you? All right, Rosalind, did your phone die again? 
Hello. And there she goes. Okay. Well, anyways, the idea of this podcast is sort of... <laughs> are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, my God. You went, you went blank for like 30 seconds. Oh, my God. What's happening? Who are you? Tell us who you are. I don't know about this. Okay, hold on. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> if you speak, I can hear you. Can you edit this? <laughs> <laughs> I can, and I will. Don't worry. Okay. So I'm Roslyn May, your only sister, your best sister. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, true. So I am not retired, unfortunately, yet. But I work in HR and payroll, and yeah, it's been a hell of a time lately because <laughs> it's tax season. And uh -oh. is it ever not tax season? <laughs> That's what I'd like to know. But not, not yeah. between our two countries. Well, yeah, well, I don't know. Especially between with COVID, there's more tax than ever now. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're mostly doing U.S. tax, right? No, doing... I have, like, it's mostly half and half Canada and U.S. Uh, what a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, sorry, are you allowed to say the word shit? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it's not that bad, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the rules are around uh, swearing on podcasts. <laughs> Me either. I assume any child could listen to this thing if they wanted to. But they won't because this is not so good yet. <laughs> no, it's we're doing pretty badly, I'd say, so far. Yeah, we're going yeah. nowhere. <laughs> okay. So keep going. Okay. What else can I say? I'm a mom, a wife. I have two lovely adult children who are still like 10 year olds and <laughs> um, great. I've got three cats that's very important they're not great and yeah we're in lockdown and can't do anything so I just um, liked a tweet that I saw where someone put her commute now that she's in lockdown and basically it looks like a subway map in New York, but it's like one line brings you to the coffee machine, then the stove. The other line brings you to her home office and the laundry room. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I can relate. That's about my commute. Not that I want to get in the car and drive. I do not. I don't mind that part. I did see on the news today some people were trying to drive, <clears throat> I believe, in New York City during this major snowstorm they're having. Oh, yeah. Cars, cars are stuck and spinning. You know, and what is, where are you going? We've got a snowstorm and yeah. we've got COVID. What are you, where the hell are you trying to drive to? Yeah, Step that's home. crazy. Crazy. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So that's funny. There's a, a route map for at-home commuting. That's good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if I was to draw a map of where I commute every day, 
Yeah. I would be drawing circles between the kitchen and my den. Kitchen, <laughs> den. kitchen and den. Take Marla her food. Yeah. For those who, who have never heard of me before, Marla's my wife. She's had heart surgery. I am doing the role of uh, nurse, maid, uh, <laughs> and um, chef. Uh, chef, thank you. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting quite good at making berries with yogurt. This has become oh. my specialty. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Just great. <laughs> what kind of yogurt? Uh, it is, uh, God, I don't know, 3% Astro, I think. Afro? <laughs> As Astro. Yes, Afro. <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> Because Marla and I are are, smart, are supporting Black Lives Matter, we bought Afro yogurt. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> I definitely I'm going to edit this podcast. Okay, I think you better you better be able to to edit it. <laughs> I think I'll just delete it and not save it. How about that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that'll work. I don't All know right. why my phone works when it's not plugged in, but it could die any minute. What the hell? Why? What are you doing? Why is it so low on power? Because it's old. It's like four years old. What? It only holds a charge for 10 minutes? <laughs> it should be longer than that, but maybe an hour. <laughs> If like if I try and push it by actually using it, that might last an hour. <laughs> oh my and god! And it's it's COVID. Like I can't just get a phone over the <laughs> internet because I don't know if I'm gonna like it. Right? You just need a battery for that phone. What kind of phone do you have? An Apple? No, I would not no. buy Apple. It's a Pixel, Google Pixel. Oh, yes. that, that piece of junk. Yeah, okay, good choice. <laughs> <laughs> so let's discuss why I named the podcast Your Fave Dry Cleaners. All right, you start off. Why did you name it? Because we are children of dry cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> we come from a long history of dry cleaners, and we're proud of it. <laughs> And I was actually thinking about how, you know, dad's store where I started working when I was five doing hangers. I don't know when you started, but uh, that store, it was weird. It had the Royal Conservatory of Music upstairs and big, huge rats in the basement. You know, nice. <laughs> and dry cleaning in the middle. Yeah, so... What are you so trying to say? I'm trying to say it was pretty effed up. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my question. <laughs> so here's the question then. How has dry cleaning shaped your life? Well, I guess it has in some ways because I wake up early every day. <laughs> um I have a good work ethic. Maybe I work too much, like I really do. And that's about it. I know how to iron. That's about it. And that's... no, 
I know how to put a hanger on the rack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, those are good skills to have. But with our dad, it is very much like a scene out of the Soup Nazis. <laughs> Seinfeld. So yeah. I've lived that. So have you, obviously. <laughs> yes. And yeah, so it was just the common connection. I thought it was a good reason to name the show that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I worked at the store, I think, longer than you did. And uh, <clears throat> I have to say, there were some interesting times. I hated our father for a long time because he yeah. and I were like oil and water in terms of personality <laughs> and outlook and uh, disposition. Uh, I did learn to speak to people. The, uh, the you know, interaction with customers mm -hmm. helped me to learn how to talk to people who were angry or right. happy or whatever was going on at the time. But uh, I found that pretty interesting. Most people just wanted <laughs> to get their stuff and get the hell out. So th yeah. those were easy days. Just give me my stuff. They paid. They left. Great. I could read a book or something. Listen to music. <laughs> uh, you know, we did learn something about being responsible people. And that me and your brother, Ed, would do... Uh, We'd do lots of cleaning. We would do muck days. Muck days was a oh, hell yeah. of an experience. <laughs> that was, those were the is days. Where you, you, sorry? Is that when you took the chemicals and it was still legal to put it down the sewer yep. or something like that? Totally. Yeah. We put it down the sewer even when it wasn't legal. <laughs> there was no place to put it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty disgusting. <laughs> And uh, yeah, muck was the result of uh, the dry cleaning fluids, all the dirt that came off people's clothes. It was all collected in these uh, filter bags. And so you had to, when the bags get full, clean them out. And then what was inside was what me and Ed would call muck. Wow. That would be gross. Yeah, it was pretty pretty awful. And then you stick your hands in there and you'd get a handful of some chemical that I'm sure is in my bloodstream and going to cause cancer someday. It could be why I'm bald. I'm not sure. <laughs> so, so yeah, those were uh, yeah, those were kind of crazy. But yeah, we'd get up, uh, dad would wake us up at like 5.30 in the morning, get ready to go to work. We'd be on the road before 6 a.m., get to the dry cleaners, yeah. get it opened up, and it would be freezing cold in the winter because there was never any heat until you turn the machines on. It right. was bloody cold in there, holy cow, in the winter. And we drive. It was cold driving there oh, in Dad's lot. Oh, the lot! I had no heat. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I think it hold had holes in the floorboard to let extra I cold so. in too. That, yeah. that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it was quite the experience. Being dry cleaners is not for too many people, I don't think. No. And during COVID, no. I don't even think very many people use a dry cleaner. What do you need a suit to go zooming? No, you don't need it. They're probably really hurting. I think they're hurting anyways. Like I rarely ever go, you know? Yeah. I don't need it. Well, I used to go occasionally because uh, when I was working downtown, I needed a, a suit. So I would have to take them in to be cleaned and pressed and all that stuff. Right. So, yeah, I was. I would always be creeped out when I went into the dry cleaner. I go, oh, I get the shakes or something. <laughs> me, me too. I don't get the shakes, but I just look at them and think, I know what I know what it's like. Like, <laughs> well, when I it's not. I play tennis not too far from where Dad's store used to be, so I oh, buy yeah. and I see it all the time, and it really freaks me out. Well, that would freak it's me. It's still out. got this. Is it thing. still a dry cleaner there? Sorry, what's that? Is it still a dry cleaner? Oh, yeah. Same name, same oh, sign. Wow. The, wow. the outside looks exactly the same as when we were there. Oh my God, I gotta go there one day. Yeah, it'll it'll freak you. I remember that street what? used to be uh, used to have what uh, Woolworths on the corner. Yeah. Now I think it's like a garden center. The bank, really? the bank is still there. There used to be the, yeah. uh, there used to be a gas station across the street. That's gone. Uh -huh. I think it's a restaurant now. And a funeral home. Isn't there a funeral home around there? You know, I haven't checked. I don't remember. The movie theaters, oh. I think, still there. That's where all the rats came right. from, by the way. I know. So, That's gross. Because the rats wanted yeah. to eat the popcorn at the theater. So right. if you ever go to the Kingsway Theater to watch a movie, keep your feet up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm never going in there. <laughs> never. Don't put your feet on the floor while you're watching the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not safe. You'll have something crawling no. on your pant leg. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> All right. So what else did dry cleaning do for us? Anything? Hmm. Well, I guess after a while, mom and dad had sold it and they got to have some of a decent time i think in florida they bought that condo true so do you think they go in there mom did. mom did mom did to escape that yeah but he went with her <laughs> <laughs> not always but sometimes yeah yeah <clears throat> and what about um what about Ed? He seemed to like it a lot because he bought his own place and ran. Yeah, that's weird. He ran it for, I don't know, 10, 20 years, something. Long time. Well, he had one down, down, like down, not too far from where Dad's was. And then he bought the one up where, close to where we used to live, right? right? So, I don't know. Either he liked it or he couldn't think of anything else to do with himself. Yeah. He, 
But then he finally had enough. I don't even know. Is he working or is he retired? What's he doing? Do you know? I think he's retired. I don't think he's working anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good for him. When are you going to retire? Yeah. Ever? Uh, Never? Well, I heard of my cousin's husband. <laughs> he's 80 and he's still working. So I figure 80. <laughs> what (laughs) buddy give someone else a job already (laughs) wow why would you know Helen yeah go ahead Helen and Roger apparently Roger's still working and he's 80 is that because they've blown all their money and they're desperate or something or he I don't know that's the usual you know thing you would expect from that family so maybe (laughs) (laughs) yikes wow yeah i don't know all the details i just know that he is working (laughs) okay so where are we getting to so far we've been doing this for 20 plus minutes yeah are we podcasting any of this or what (laughs) uh i don't know should we is it bad? Do you think your daughter would want to listen to this? Only because she knows us, right? <laughs> but she would think maybe that's pretty boring because we're not really talking about we're anything, not. right? We're practicing. Well, well, except it is exciting to learn, if, you know, if you've never been in a dry cleaners about some of that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. People want to know that. Lots. Lots yeah. of people want to go into the dry cleaning business. <laughs> I don't think so. But haven't you always wondered what it's like? I don't think so. <laughs> I think there are some things you just want to take your shit in, get it taken care of, and get the hell out again without thinking about it. It's like, fix- so like getting you- your car fixed. Just fix the bloody thing. Get me out of here. Yeah, but don't you ever wonder, like, what it's like to run that business? Like, how about running a convenience store? The people you must have to deal with and the imbeciles and everything. <laughs> get, get like, robbed. I sometimes pay for all my lottery tickets so that I can retire and wonder, am I the only one who's doing all this? <laughs> Like, do you, how many people a day do you see desperate like me buying lottery <laughs> tickets? <laughs> All right. So how many people a day do you see coming in and stealing stuff off your shelves? Yeah, that would probably be a or lot. What happens if someone comes to rob your store late at night <clears throat> or something? <laughs> yeah. You know, that makes me think of, you know, when you go to Costco and you're leaving and you have to show them your receipt. Yeah. What is, what is that all about? Like, are they really going to catch you? <laughs> what is that? I have no idea why they do that. Like, how <laughs> how in the world are they ever catching thieves that way? If that's the point of yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So. It's just. Well, actually, one time I was caught. What? Unintentional. You yeah. stole. Oh, at a Costco. At Costco? 
this is what happened, okay? I went at lunchtime, uh, like four of us from work. We decided to go to this like business Costco out in Scarborough. I don't know if you've ever been there. And so anyways, we all bought different things, but we shared one cart, right? And as we're all going through one by one, you know, everything got piled into one cart, but we didn't each buy a lot because we don't have you know, freeze fridges at work. So, um, you know, when we were rolling out, you know, we were each, okay, these are my four things. These are my three things, you know? And so lady who was checking it, she counted all the things and she goes, there's one thing here. I don't know what it is that's not on the receipt. And so she had to analyze everything and it was the bananas that I bought. (laughs) what oh no she couldn't figure it out that's what happened she couldn't figure it out so we went you know she goes okay just go so we left and then the guy from my office who came with us he's like i have to figure this out and he discovered it was the bananas that i bought that had not been scanned and paid for now i had no clue because we're all just it's not like i stole it it's just on the belt and they're scanning stuff right, right. so i didn't that she didn't put the bananas a dollar 27 on there so <laughs> so you know we're getting late and everything and this guy's like well we have to go return it and I'm, the other girls are like let's just go like who cares it's a dollar 27 or whatever they could charge for bananas right and uh yeah no he went in, made a whole big deal about giving the bananas back. And do I want to buy them? And I said, no, just leave them. We got to get back to work. <laughs> Yikes. That's my exciting story from being checked out at Costco. Wow. That guy should have been a compliance officer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. You got to leave all of that. Oh, Okay. Did I ever <laughs> did I ever tell you about my uh, my business trip to uh, the Prairie Provinces? Like Manitoba, Saskatchewan, yep. and Alberta. No. Oh. So back in the day when I was at the bank, um, I got promoted to the head of compliance, and. Uh, and I was a bit of a uh, crazy guy, like you're a friend with the bananas. And so yeah. I was seriously looking at doing the job properly and not goofing around. And so, uh, like, within my first year on this on the new job, I caught, like, four or five of the top ten money makers at the bank were crooks. <laughs> They were outright, really? outright crooks. So, wow. So, there's a few stories I could tell, but I'll tell the one about the trip. So, he was like one of the guys in the Winnipeg office was like the number three revenue guy for the bank. And uh, I caught him cheating and stealing and being just a fuckhead. So, Wow. So each divi- each area of the country had its own sort of, like in the U.S., there's a governor for each state. 
So here okay. we had like a, uh, a manager who covered an area. So the manager who covered the Prairie provinces uh, invites me to come out and talk to this guy. But first he wanted me to make it look like what we were doing was like a road show. I would go visit all his branches with him and uh, one of the guys on his team. And we would do, I would do like a presentation. He would do like a pep talk for his sales staff guys. And then the last stop, we would get back to Winnipeg. And that's when I would have a chat with this guy who was a crook. And then have this crook explain what he was doing and why he was doing it. And, you know, whether we could save his job for him or not. All this kind of stuff. So the trip, so yeah. the trip was we, drive, we flew from here to Winnipeg. When I got to Winnipeg, we get in a private plane and we fly to like Brandon, Manitoba. And then we flew, oh, then yeah. we flew to, I don't know, Regina, Saskatoon, Lethbridge, like Medicine Hat or Red Deer, or Calgary, yeah. Edmonton, whatever. And then back. Wow. So, so you've <laughs> got like four uh, big fat slobs getting in these airplanes every <laughs> night we would stop and have like the biggest steak we could find and a lot of <laughs> wine i was like dying from meat from the meat sweats <laughs> and wine after like two days of this trip <laughs> it's like i i'm sure my guts are still churning the meat after this was like 25 <laughs> years ago already <laughs> so, so anyways we do the trip we're like in this plane, farting, sweating, dying, <laughs> eating donuts and other pastries between meat, meat dishes. It was disgusting. Just blood. <laughs> Stayed in this flea bag rat motel in Red Deer. I'll never forget. What a shithole. I was afraid to take my shoes off. I did not want to walk on the Ooh. carpet in this place. And I slept in my clothes. Like a, like wow. a shirt and and, and uh, track pants, because I, I didn't right. want to lay on lay in the sheets or on the bed or anything like that. It was too too Ew. disgusting. So, anyways, we get back to Winnipeg uh, for me to have a talk with the guy, and the guy is hiding. He doesn't want to talk to me. It's like, oh, fine, whatever. We end up firing the. He's hiding. What's that? He's hiding. Yeah. He, like, didn't want to be around. He was pretending to be on the phone, whatever, whatever. Like, I was available for him to talk to. He never came and talked to me. So I went back to home. I went back home, and, like, three days later, he's fired. That's the end of it. Wow. <laughs> what a doofus. Anyways, had his chance, well, but blew it. Yeah. Yeah. But how, how was he stealing? Oh, he was uh, making up statements for people, so f forging that. And then he was wow. taking money from accounts, transferring it to his own account, stuff like that. Wow. So, yeah, we had some, uh, we so had some bad control systems that needed to be fixed. Like, there uh -huh. was no way people should be able to produce their own statements 
he made statements. So you know how a bank statement comes. It's got the logo of the bank and all the other yeah. crap on it. <clears throat> so he would, mm-hmm. he would arrange for all of his customer statements to come to him at the office. And then he would uh, type out or produce statements without the bank logos, nothing, you know, just had his name on it, basically, like a complete, complete <laughs> sham whitewash thing and send it to people. And they thought that was their real wow. statement. It was. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh. How did you feel, find out that he was uh, doing that? Customer complained. That's usually how you find these oh. things. But okay. one of the other things that happened with this guy was uh, he was always buying, like he would buy, say you wanted GameStop, he would buy, yeah. he would buy thousands of shares of GameStop for all his customers. And in those days, you had to call each customer first. And so the question was, how did you contact like 30 people in five and a half minutes? How could that be done? <laughs> you yeah. didn't have a good answer for right. that. You know, some bullshit. Oh, I talked to them last night. You go, no, the rule says you got to talk to them before you enter the trade, right then and there, not the day before yeah. or the night before. Right. right? So, yeah, yeah. It, it was all bullshit. But, yeah, we caught wow. him pretty quickly once we started looking. So, yeah, so... <laughs> so they really were pissed at me at the bank because like I ended up firing half the people on the top 10 list for being <laughs> crooks and thieves, scoundrels, whatever. Wow. Lots of them were crying, so, Rods. Lots of crying. Oh my God. The people who were yeah. fired? Oh my God. I had to listen to them cry. Holy shit. You had to fire yeah. them? Well, for, why doesn't their manager I would fire them? them? And then the manager would, on my recommendation, quote unquote, fire them. But usually, wow. usually I'd be in the room when they got fired. Right. So the mm-hmm. manager. But crying. Oh, yeah. I guess, wow. I guess they were crying because they got caught or something. I don't know. What? There was yeah. one guy. The gig. There was one guy I fired in Ottawa. Holy cow, he was really balling. Woo! Yeah. Wow. So that was my job: That's... being a psychiatrist, uh, <laughs> being like hand holding, and firing, and the like the vice principal of a school or something. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I did a lot of firing too in my day which is why I got sick of it. That turned into like that movie uh, with George Clooney. Oh, yeah. Well, that was your job. You were there to fire them, right? Yeah. And I got sick of it. But I didn't have too many people cry, you know? I had, I would say, more people angry. Oh. (laughs) And like in one case in particular, we knew when people were going to react badly. So the manager could not be around. And here in Toronto, I let go of uh, three people at once in a, in a room. And I had the lawyer 
with me and a few guys down the hall in case things got really out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had to deliver the message to these three and they hated their manager. And the one guy said, you're lucky she's not in this room with us because I'd get an effing brick and throw it at her face. And you know, wow. this is an aerospace company, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that was one of the worst ones. And then, of course, going to the U.S., we would charter a plane and they would have no idea we're coming because we were in acquisition mode and buy up all these companies with tons of employees. And after you learn everything from them after a year, it's done, right? You don't need them anymore. So we would show up. I would have just spent like two or three days in going insane getting all these termination letters done and uh, because they wouldn't give me notice I didn't know what was going on except for like a couple of days before like get all this ready this is the list of people who are going and how much we're paying each one and get all these letters done and then arrange to charter a plane we'd all go like to buttonville get on a plane fly into some little crappy town in the u.s and um walk in and then everyone's looking at us like why is the ceo here why is the lawyer here why <laughs> why is the vp here you know and then you know just have a presentation in front of armed americans <laughs> <laughs> oops <laughs> I'm sorry, like if you're, you know, we're having a lineup, this person's here for if your last name is A to G or, <laughs> you know, K to M, you know, and then you'd hand, you'd have two piles of letters in your hands, right? Like you get the termination letter, you get to stay for a few more months letter, right? right? Oh, it's nuts. I hated doing that stuff. And you then, were, George. Clooney. you were George Pardon? Clooney yeah after a while yeah you don't have feelings like I struggled with it for a long time but then it was I used to think to myself you're lucky you're being let go you're getting some decent money to go help you find a new job like you will do better elsewhere that's how I reconciled it in yeah. my head and I could do it calmly because I thought don't worry, this is better for you <laughs> to get away from this right. company. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. I only really remember one guy crying and begging, please bring me to the CEO's office so I can save my job, please, please. And now I see him on LinkedIn. He's doing fine. He's got a decent job and cool. way better than staying with those right. people. <laughs> yeah. He would have stayed till he was uh, wiped out anyways. Didn't that company go bankrupt or something? Yeah. Got bought out themselves? It got yeah. bought out, yeah. So. Yeah. They wanted to sell out. They had enough. Oh, well. So did you, right? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. You stayed definitely. to the very end, didn't you? Well, at a certain point, we could tell they were really close to getting it sold and I had been there way too long, like 25 years, like life sentence. And uh, 
I thought, well, I'm not going to bail out now because I want to get my payout, right. right? So I stayed, got my payout, and moved on. And are you better off now? Much better off, like, working with at least, you know, the management where I am now is a lot better. Perfect. <laughs> and, yeah. There's no smashing of walls and ripping cabinets off the, you know, ripping cabinets off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody swears in that place. And actually, when I first went there, someone who used to work at my previous company was there. And uh, I didn't get the job because of him, but uh, it just turned out that I applied for a job that I didn't know what company it was when I applied because they were letting someone go and I was to replace them. And then when I found out the company, I'm like, hey, that guy I used to work with is there. So my first day, of course, he came up and he said hi. And I started, you know, talking to him like how we used to talk real raunchy at my previous company. He goes, Roz, we don't, we don't talk like that here. <laughs> Like, okay. Read the manuals. <laughs> no swearing. Yeah. No. yeah. Well, we'll go for lunch. We can be ourselves, but we can't be <laughs> here. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I'll, we've been on for like 42 minutes now. So I'm going to tell you a quick story and then we'll save stuff yeah. for the next podcast. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. All right. So, so I, uh, I got a job at BMO working for BMO Investor Line. And in those days, Investor Line was um, sort of the poor cousin to the bank, was the online brokerage firm. <clears throat> and so right. they had like all these kids at a high school or just at a university and people who's, who were there were English was their second language because they needed people to speak Mandarin when they answered the phone, stuff like that. So they yeah. had all these very young kids working there. Uh, just a few of us older types were around. And uh, they hired a new lady to be the president of Investor Line. And I knew her from working at Nesbitt Burns. And so she hired me to do compliance. And then she passed a rule about the dress code. So back to your story about the guy not telling you not to branchy around the office. So she wanted all yeah. these young kids to dress better. They all came to work in jeans and T-shirts and, you know, crap like that. So she wanted to add yeah. some professionalism to the place and thought a dress code would work. So she passes the dress code, only no one's following the dress code. So she comes to me and she says, can you help um, change the dress code around here? I don't want people coming in <laughs> with like swear words on their t-shirts and you know, ripped jeans and things. So I go, I guess I'll, I'll try. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so anyways, I start coming to work yeah. in a suit every day because I was coming in like everyone else. And I was wearing a golf shirt and jeans. At least I was clean and not ripped up and not with swear words or, yeah. you know, crazy pictures and stuff. Right. 
So I start wearing a suit to work every day. I got a shirt and a tie and all dress pants and all this stuff. And uh, I'm walking around the office all the time, every day, just walking around and like talk, chatting with people. <laughs> but I never said anything about how they were dressed. And like slowly over the next like two months, everybody yeah. started dressing yeah. better. And so I'm taking wow. credit for the change in the dress code. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Wow. That's I, good. All I Influence. did was dress better and they all started dressing better. So there. That's good. Yeah. You set the example. Set the example. Without yelling, no screaming, no bullshit. Yeah. Going, it's your, I'm thinking to myself, right. it's the boss's dress code. You tell them to dress better. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why is it my job? Right. Yeah, Anyways. really. So that's the story. Boss. All right. We're at 45 minutes now. I think that's enough. Do you think okay. that's enough? All right. Yes. Yeah, I think All right. it's good. Yeah. All right. I'll... Uh, I don't know how we're going to find this podcast later, but we'll try and figure it out. And then you can listen to it and decide how bad it was later. Okay, All sounds right. good. <laughs> All right. Okay, ciao. ciao. Talk to you later.